budgeting, cash flow, and investing don't have to be scary words. The We Talk Sense podcast is here to help you learn more about money and take control of your personal finances. The We Talk Sense podcast is not a financial advisor. This podcast is made for entertainment and educational purposes only. All information shared is of a general nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should consider whether the information is appropriate for your needs and where appropriate, seek professional advice from a financial advisor. For more information, please check out wemoney.com.au slash disclaimer. G'day. Welcome to another installment of We Talk Sense, a podcast presented by WeMoney. As always, you're joined by me, Dan, your resident finance guru. And me, Blaze, your resident spenderholic. Now, on today's episode, we will be talking to Bargain Boss, who, as I'm sure you can guess by the name, is an absolute boss at getting bargains. So she's going to drop by and tell us how you can score a free roast chook when you do your grocery shopping. But before we get into that, can I get a drum roll from you, Dan? (laughs) We have an announcement. We recently got some feedback from you, our lovely listeners, and what you said to us is that you'd like shorter episodes focusing on one topic. So that's exactly what we're going to do. So from here on in, we will be focusing our money chat on one topic each week. We'll still be delivering you the news to keep you up to date, and every now and then we'll have a guest drop by to share their thoughts on a particular topic. Now, if you would like to give us some feedback, because like we said, it's very, very helpful and we love hearing from you, I will put a link to the survey in our show notes so you can also share your thoughts and uh, make any suggestions on what you do or don't want to hear on the episodes. Now, that's all done and dusted. Dan, what did you see in the news this week or what didn't you see in the news this week, seeing as we can't see news on Facebook anymore? <laughs> that's such a good, such a good point. Uh, well, Blaze, I think the one that really stood out to me was the fact that JobKeeper now is going to come to an end in the next month or so. And what's super interesting is that if you think about how JobKeeper and all the government stimulus programs have been around for about a year or so and the massive pay down of debt as people have got access to things like early superannuation payouts to the tune of like 20 grand, I think that we're going to go to a really interesting period in the Australian economy where we're going to really see the effects of COVID in the way that the government's not really going to be supporting people as much as they did before. And that may put some additional stress on people's households in terms of how they make their commitments to uh, the household budgets. So I think I'm waiting with a little gritted teeth to find out how that data pulls out. And I'm sure a lot of people at home uh, that are listening also as well I'm going to be thinking about a situation where, you know, the government isn't splashing around the cash like they did last year, which would be super interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, they've really stopped making it rain, which is, I'm interested as well to see how it plays out because, you know, there's been a couple of snap lockdowns in the past few weeks. We're not really over COVID yet. Anything can still sort of happen. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how we bounce back. And I wonder if all the stimulus and everything that we got from the government last year was really beneficial in help, helping the economy stay afloat or if it's something that's just delayed the onset of the effects of COVID. So, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I'll be waiting with bated breath to see how things play out. As for news on my end, Dan, I had a little look again and 
our friend Stefan Thomas, the US programmer who lost his password to his Bitcoin wallet. It's week four. He still hasn't figured out the password. He's got two attempts left to access <laughs> over $300 million worth of Bitcoin. So, Stefan, you know, we've got you back. We <laughs> we are waiting and refreshing the news sites daily to see if you find your password because my heart goes out to him. must be so painful having all that money sitting there and not, not having a way to access it. <laughs> well, it's becoming more painful by the day blows because the Bitcoin price has gone up to $66,000 per one Bitcoin just in the last couple of days. So, Stefan, mate, that last two password attempts, I think you're going to be looking back in the next two to three years as being the <laughs> world's probably first trillionaire, but not being able to actually access your money. So, uh, we hope you get there, mate. We're rooting for you. Thinking of you, Stefan. <laughs> Dan, I got stuck in a YouTube hole last night. Can you guess? I know it's a very broad topic, but can you guess what I ended up watching? Because I think you'll find it pretty unbelievable. Knowing you, Blaze, goodness me. Um, I have no idea. But isn't that new, like, like uh, old school, like 1980s, where people are wearing frills that everyone's talking about? I can't remember what it's called, Brigerton or Bridgerton or whatever that. Brid- that Bridgerton? Show. Bridgerton, yes. Was it that? <laughs> it wasn't Bridgerton. I think that's actually Netflix. I was on YouTube because a friend put me on to this ridiculous, ridiculous series. Have you heard of extreme couponing? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I can already tell what it's probably going to be about. <laughs> Seriously, my mind is blown. I watched the very short episodes. I watched a seven-minute episode last night of this one woman who saves over 5,000 coupons each and every week. She has a room full of coupons where she's put them all into crates. They're like down her hallway, they're all through her house, and she coupons the crap out of all of these supermarkets. So her garage looks like a supermarket. You walk in and she's got hundreds and hundreds of every item. She is like (laughs) an absolute discount diva. She opens a linen cupboard and it's got 300 bottles of one type of soda in it. She like does all these insane deals where she'll take in these coupons when the item's on sale and then she'll end up getting paid for the items she's buying. The video's got like her in a train of about six trolleys full to the brim of it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. In the episode I watched, she got $1,061 worth of items to pay after her coupons. Guess what she paid, Dan? Hundred bucks. They owed her eight dollars and eight dollars and eighty four cents. The store she had so many coupons and got so many discounts. The store owed her eight dollars and eighty four cents. Amazing. Like what? What the heck? And ugh, crazy. And then the reason I mentioned couponing and extreme couponing is because today we are talking about how to save on your groceries. So joining us today on the show is the absolute queen of the supermarket, a woman who knows her way around getting the absolute best bargains out there. In the past, she specialized working in consumer law and domestic building contract complaints for over 11 years. And now she runs an Instagram sharing the hottest bargains and money saving tips around. She's no stranger to a bargain or a side hustle. 
Her first ever side hustle actually is that um, she sold virtual products on a game called EverQuest for real money. So if you can make money from a virtual product, I mean, good on you, that's incredible. Originally hailing from England and now based out of Melbourne, Australia, where she lives with her husband and two beautiful kids. Joining us now via the magic of the internet is the discount diva herself, Amanda from Bargain Boss. How are you, Amanda? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you going? Great, Amanda. Good to be with you. Very, very good, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us. First off, have you ever fallen victim to watching extreme couponing couponing like I have? And have you ever managed to make money back off a purchase or is that something that only happens in the United States? Uh, I can't say I've ever watched that show, no, but I can say that I regularly make money from um, using discount codes. Uh, One in particular, I use concierge vouchers, which is essentially the good guy's um, extended warranty. And I basically, you get sent a $20 voucher every now and then. I use that combined with cash rewards or shop back. And I purchase something. So by the time I get my cash rewards or shop back, I end up making money from the transaction. Amanda, that's absolutely incredible. And uh, having followed your journey now for uh, over a year, it's absolutely incredible to find out the things that you can get discounts on and save a lot of money. I'm really interested to hear your story. Like, What's the evolution of Bargain Boss and how you came to now have 12,000 followers uh, on Instagram and this uh, obsession now with discounting and and coupons? How did it all come about for you? How how did this become an area of interest for, for you personally? Oh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I don't actually know where it started. I, I come from a background where my, my grandma was very much into saving money. Um, my mum raised me by herself. So being from a single parent household, uh, there were a lot of things that you know we needed to do to cut costs. And um, one of my favorite memories growing up was going down to this local petrol station of all places and getting takeaway for dinner. They would do a dollar hot dogs and you could put anything you wanted on these hot dogs. And that was the best night out of the week for me. It was not because it was, you know, cheap. It was just fun. It was so fun to go and do that. And I think I realized at that point that you don't have to spend a lot of money to have fun and to enjoy yourself. Um, Simple things, cheap things can give you just as much joy. Amanda, I, as a big fan of the old Bunnings sausage sizzle, what a what a disaster it was when COVID stopped that from occurring, and a big fan of the IKEA sausage sizzle as well. I can totally understand why going to the local survey would be a very fond memory for you, Amanda. What is the best haul you've got when it comes to saving on groceries or making any sort of bargain purchase? Oh, um. I think one of my favorites would be shopping late at night for markdowns. I really enjoy coming home with a huge haul. Um, My husband does a a specific diet. It's called the carnivore diet. So he basically eats just meat. Um, So going to Woolies and Coles and getting a whole heap of markdowns, it saves us heaps of money. So I try to go quite late in the evening around 7, 8 o'clock when they've just reduced everything down from from their, you know, no one's bought it for dinner, so they're just trying to get rid of it. And I have a specific freezer set up for those markdowns. So it, it just saves so much money and, um, yeah, that would probably be my best ones. 
That's amazing, man. I actually uncovered that myself. I went to a shop last week and uh, uh, usually we don't buy, you know, those salads that you get at the delis and sometimes they're pretty expensive in those tubs. But um, I saw the uh, person with those yellow stickers on the, um, you know, that gun they put out to, uh, to, to mark down stuff. And um, I didn't think they were going to mark down this really expensive grain couscous, but I, I thought I'd just cheekily sort of ask, hey, is that on discount? He goes, yeah, after 8.30, this, all this stuff is half price. So um, I'm now just going to time my, my shops to that last 30 minutes before close time to get, to get uh, awesome discounts. Um, that's, um, that's phenomenal. Um, and Amanda, I'm, I'm keen to see is, is how, how people can get involved with um, couponing. You mentioned a few platforms before, like Cash Rewards and all those other, other providers. How do you manage all this stuff? I mean, to Blaze's example of like that lady who's got a full linen cupboard of like soda cans, I mean, I'm pretty envious. I don't think I've got the real estate for to get those hauls. But it reminds me of um, George Costanza in an episode of Seinfeld where he opens up his wallet and it's breaking from the seams because it's got all these coupons just flying out everywhere. But how do you manage everything to do with couponing? It sounds like you use technology, but uh, for our listeners, how can they make their uh, journey of collecting coupons and getting discounts really efficient? Well, I tend to use my phone for a lot of it. So with um, with the, the coupons like the concierge rewards $20 off coupons, I will set reminders in my phone to ensure that it doesn't expire. I did lose a couple initially when I first started because I, I didn't set the reminders and I would just forget. They don't give you a very long time frame to use them. Other things that I do are I write it in my planner. I have a magnetic board that's in our pantry, which has stuff on there. Uh, I usually just try to use them as soon as possible. Uh, my phone is absolutely chock full of reminders, though. At the moment, I have reminders to pick up pesto jars, like something as simple as that. It's just to avoid forgetting prior to a promotion ending. Um, but in terms of the technology side of things, I, I think at a stage it got to the point where using cash rewards and shop back just became second nature. So if I forget, I get quite disappointed with myself because I could have saved that little bit of money. Um, I also try to check my emails quite regularly because often there are extra bonus deals in there in relation to cash rewards and shop back, which I like to use to purchase things in advance. So for example, if they've got a, if they have a bonus $10 off, um, often they do that at places like Book Depository. I'll use that and purchase a gift, put it away in what I refer to as my gift cupboard. And I've got that for when the kids get invited to a birthday party or something. I've, I've got the presents already there and it saved me $10. So Amanda, you are not only a bargain queen, but an organization queen, because it sounds like there's a lot of planning that you have that goes into this. I love the idea of a gift cupboard. Um, it, it's very, you know, it, it's forward thinking and, and helping you save money in advance. So I love it. Do you find that because you are so hyper aware of all the bargains and promotions going on that you're actually spending more money than you would otherwise? Or like are you buying things that you don't necessarily need or stocking up more so than necessary or do you find that it is really saving you money in the long haul? Initially, yes, I was buying things that I didn't need. So prior to moving to to this house, uh, in our old house, I actually had a cupboard which was filled with all the extra items, rice, paper towels, all the things that I could buy in bulk and keep. 
Uh, I did stop doing that to a degree because I found that I would forget what was in there and I would end up rebuying anyway. So I, I tried not to do that when we moved to the new house. But um, it's it's just about being on top of it. It's about keeping on top of it and only buying things that, in terms of the gifts, only buying things that I can resell if needed. I try to avoid buying too much now because the whole process of reselling, while I do enjoy making the money, it is quite time consuming and it is a side hustle in itself. So in order to avoid having to just you know, resell everything I have, I do try to avoid buying too much now. That's amazing. Amanda, uh, talk to us about specifically in supermarkets uh, because there's actually a lot of hacks that people can do when they actually go through the supermarkets. The one that we talked about earlier was going through and waiting until uh, close time to pick up those bargains. But there's some other ways to go about doing that as well. What are some of the ways that you've done to get stuff for free? Uh, well, there's quite a few free grocery policies that people don't really know about. Uh, the first is the scanning policy, which I've done a blog on. Essentially, I'll just go through a quick version of that. The scanning policy is when an item scans incorrectly. So it scans higher than what the advertised price is or what the shelf price is. So for example, the shelf says $2, but you take the item to the register, it scans for $3. The first item is actually supposed to be yours now for free. Any subsequent item that is identical, so it has to have the exact same barcode, should be given at the cheaper price. But that first item being free can actually save you quite a lot of money, especially if it's an item like meat. Another policy is Woolworths Fresh or Free policy. So that one is a really good one. If you buy something that they deem to be fresh fruit, uh, sorry, fresh food, so fruit, vegetables, meat, along those lines, and if it's not fresh, you're actually entitled to return it, get the item itself again, and get your money back. So you're getting the whole thing free and you're getting the item too. Wait, what? You get it for free, you get money, and then you still get it? You still get it. You... They'll, replace it. <laughs> they'll replace it with an with the exact same product that is fresh. So say you bought a, a brisket and there was something wrong with it when you opened it up, you take it back, they give you a brand new brisket, approx approximately the same size, and you get your money back that you paid. So it's fresh that or is... free. That is outrageous. That Are you just going around the supermarket like I used to go around when Mars had their one in five bars free deal where you, you're holding the, the chocolate up trying to see the if it's a winner on the wrapper? Are you just going around going, oh, God, I hope I hope this brisket isn't quite up to scratch so I can take it back and get my money's worth and the extra free one? How, do you, how often are you able to claim things like this? Well, with that one, I, I don't claim it regularly. It is more, you know, that that's just a chance one. If you've picked up something and you take it home, you open it up. I think I've used it more often with chicken. Uh, there's been a couple of times that I've purchased chicken, brought it home. It just doesn't quite smell right. Uh, taken it back to the shop. They've given me a brand new one, given me my money back, and I've walked away pretty happy with that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's any item. It's it's if it's bought in store, if it's bought online, it doesn't matter. It can be fruit, vegetables, whatever. But yeah, it's a pretty good policy. Chicken is definitely not a meat that you want to take a gamble on. So it's a very good policy when it comes to when it comes to chooks. <laughs> what 
Amanda, that's so cool. The other day I had this exact same thing. You know when you buy a watermelon and you're just hoping that it's going to be nice, juicy and luscious and it's, everything's going to go perfectly. I came home with a watermelon and I did the first slice thing. You know, okay, it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. And I got to the core and inside was completely rotten. They must have got some air into it and it was all moldy and crusty. And I thought, and it was like 23 bucks. It was like a massive watermelon that we um, were preparing for like a family outing. And I thought to myself, am I going to go back to Coles and Woolies now, present them this moldy watermelon that I've just spent, you know, 30 minutes lugging from the supermarket to home. But it's very true. I had no idea that you can actually go back and do that. I thought it was a, a chance of the draw. So that's, that's super awesome. It's good to know that people and supermarkets uh, are pr- giving people a pretty fair deal. If you pick up something that's rotten, you don't have to live with that. You can go home and you can get it for free. So that's awesome. If you don't want to actually take it back, what I recommend doing is calling the store because with certain items, it's just not feasible to lug it back to the store. Huge watermelon, meat that smells funny. Like You don't want to put that in your fridge, keep it for the next day. I have regularly called my store and said, look, this is the situation. I don't want to keep this in my fridge. I am going to throw it out. And they've said, just bring back the receipt. That's awesome. Are Are there supermarkets that are better for these kind of policies? Is it across the board? How does it work? I find Coles and Woolies very good when it comes to their policies. I find Aldi is is good, but it seems like often their staff put up more of a fight, whereas Woolies and Coles are quite, quite lenient. If it's not fresh, just that's it. It's fine. They don't expect you to keep that. But there are a lot more policies available at Coles and Woolies. So that's why I tend to shop there. What would be a more obscure or unusual policy that we might not have heard of that we can adopt? Uh, Well, that that would probably be the Coles free hot roast chicken promise. So the, the Coles free hot chicken roast promise is essentially if you go into a store between certain hours and they don't have a hot chicken available, you can get a voucher to claim a free one on your next visit. You are joking. Amazing. I'm not joking. And I love their hot chickens. Their hot chickens are delicious. I use them in everything, pasta, soup, just with chips. It's amazing. So I am always on the lookout for a free hot chicken. But I actually called them today because I'm writing a blog on exactly this, how to save money at grocery stores. And I received some information because there's a lot of debate about the free hot chicken promise. If you look it up on the internet, it can be quite confusing. Uh, So some of the questions people ask are, is it available in all stores? Does the promise still exist post-COVID? Are Queensland stores actually involved in the offer? Is it only available between certain hours? And do these hours change at each store? So I called them this morning and I was told that, yes, it is, in fact, still in place. It is available nationwide, so Queensland is included. And they even gave me the hours, which I was really surprised about. Now, obviously, these can change because, you know, sometimes it depends on who you talk to in the store as to the information you get. But, um, yeah, they they said that Victoria and most New South Wales stores, if you go between 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Tasmania and Northern Territory between 9am to 6pm, South Australia, Western Australia and Queensland stores between 11am and close. And there's just a few stores in New South Wales and one in South Australia that have different hours to those bulk hours. 
That's amazing. I could just imagine somebody listening to this podcast right now, probably on the home, on the way to work, thinking to myself, you know what, I'm not going to go home. I'm going to go to my, my local my local shopping centre and see if I get myself a free chalk. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's definitely a good policy. So, Amanda, we've got the policy of if the item that you take to the till doesn't scan at the same amount that it's advertised at, you get the first item free. Fresh or free at Woolworths. So if your item isn't fresh, you get it free and you get your money back. Total bargain. And a free rose chook, which is, as we've just discussed, incredible. What would be your final tip for getting cheaper groceries, saving on groceries? Is there anything else we can be watching out for to make the most of our grocery shop? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really important to remember that the grocery stores all have their own version of the of the satisfaction guarantee. So 100% satisfaction guarantee on their own branded items. This can save a lot of money because often, I don't know about you, but when it comes to certain things, I'm not prepared to try what I guess I refer to as an inferior product, Tim Tams being one. Like I'm buying the real Tim Tams. But <laughs> if if you go to Woolies, Aldi, Coles, and you purchase their own branded item, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So you can take it home, you try it, you don't like it, you take it back on your next shop, they give you your money back. There's no questions asked. It's just done. One thing to remember here, though, is that you can try the product. A lot of people have said to me in the past, oh, no, I just threw it out because I didn't think I could do anything about it. I used it, I opened it, so I just threw it out. And uh, in order to actually be 100% satisfied, you have to have tried it. If, If it's an item where you can't actually return it, for example, I bought little mini chicken keep balls and I cooked them, we started to eat them, and maybe half of them actually had the garlic filling inside. The rest were just round, glorified chicken nuggets. I ended up taking back just the packaging because I can't really take back what we've just eaten. So just the packaging was sufficient. Got my money back for it. It sounds strange because obviously it's been eaten, but (laughs) when you think about it, what else, how are you going to, what else are you going to do with it? You've cooked it for dinner. Yes, it's not exactly right. You're not happy with it, but you're not exactly going to put it to the side, cook a different dinner. So I called them and said, look, I just wanted to let you know this for feedback, not even realizing at that time that I could take the packaging back. And the guy said, yeah, no, that's fine. Just, do you have the box? I said, well, yeah, it's in in the recycling bin. He said, yeah, just take it back in. That's it. That's all you have to do. They'll give you your your money back. So there's, there's no harm in trying their branded products. There's literally no harm. You can get your money back if you don't like it. Amanda, I know the perfect title for this podcast it has to be winner, winner, chicken dinner because we're getting free chooks, we're having a great meal at home and we're not paying for it. (laughs) I like that. That's a good name for it. Love the name, Dan. I did a little bit of research and I had a look at the Australian Bureau of Statistics and according to them, as of April 2020, the second biggest category of household spending after housing costs is food. And the average food spend per Australian, so not per household, but per Australian, is $91 per week. So how much would you say 
you're spending per week or per fortnight on you, your family. Um, I've managed to reduce our grocery shopping down to around $150 a fortnight. And as I said, my husband eats just meat. So that's quite a reasonable cost for a family of four when one of them's primarily eating meat. But some of the ways I have saved there is by using these policies. There's there's just so many things that the, the grocery, the supermarkets offer to save you money. You just have to know about them. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for joining us today to share those those policies and those tips and tricks that you use to save so much on groceries. Amanda, if our listeners want to find out more about you or follow the incredible bargains that you find and share, where can they go? I have an Instagram page. It's called bargain.boss. So you can find me on there. I regularly post tips on how to save money, information on side hustles, my markdown hauls so that people can see exactly how much I have saved. And it's also on Facebook as well. And I've also seen on your Instagram that you share incredible cocktail recipes, Amanda. So if, you, if you're if you a fan of making cocktails and you want to make one tonight, I highly recommend you go and check out her story because you've got some awesome recipes on there too. Thanks, Blaze. Yeah, I used to be a bartender, so I enjoy putting up cocktails, especially with remote learning. It was definitely something that we needed in our house. <laughs> remote learning, remote cocktail learning, you can do it all. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on We Talk Sense. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks, Amanda. Bye. If you love the show and you want to learn more about money, give the Wee Money app a try and use our code PODCAST to sign up and you'll get $5 on us just for simply signing up and understanding your money a little better. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of We Talk Sense. We love having you join us. We'll be back again next week for another installment of We Talk Sense. Don't forget, if you'd like to take control of your finances, give the We Money app a go. It's free to use. And if you download using the referral code PODCAST, then you'll get $5 on sign up. And if you've got any feedback about the show, anything else that you want us to talk about, please get in touch with us directly via Instagram at GetWeMoney. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you later. See you next time. Bye. Bye.